New to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is your place for honest answers. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis with Andrea Donsky, and we've gotten so many books about different diet and lifestyle plans to help with a variety of issues, but this is the first one we've got on PCOS, that is polycystic ovary syndrome, healing PCOS, a 21-day plan for reclaiming your health and life with polycystic ovary syndrome. It is by Amy Medlin. She is the founder of PCOS Diva, who joins us now. Hi, Amy. Hi there. You know, I'm so glad you're here because I know that a lot of women struggle with this and I've heard about it. I'll hear about it and then I don't hear anything at all about it. And then I hear more. Andrea, you, it's one of those things that you hear about and then it oh, kind of yeah. goes away. Well, I had it actually for years. It's polycystic oh. ovarian syndrome. I mean, that's how I knew it as, but I had, I couldn't yeah. get pregnant because I had it. Yeah, no, I had it for many years. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that. Wow. <laughs> well, what is it, uh, Amy, for people who don't know? Yeah, so um, you're right, Andrea. I mean, PCOS is the leading cause of female infertility. So a lot of women find out that they have PCOS when they're going through their fertility journey. Um, But PCOS isn't just a fertility issue. It's um, actually an endocrine um, metabolic disorder. And it really affects women in different ways. Hence, that's why it's called a syndrome. Um, And there's a whole laundry list of symptoms you know, we can, I can mention some of them. Yeah, tell us the um, symptoms. Yeah, so um, PCOS, it, because it really affects fertility, um, one of the symptoms is anovulation um, or irregular menstrual cycles. Uh, another of sort of the root to, of PCOS um, is hormonal imbalance. And uh, androgens, which are male hormones, are kind of... Um, it's elevated in women with PCOS. So a lot of symptoms are androgen-driven symptoms like male pattern hair loss or androgenic alopecia or hirsutism um, or hair growth, kind of where you don't necessarily want it, facial hair, like chin, neck, upper lip, um, stomach, thighs. Basically, you know, you're losing hair where you want it and gaining it where you don't. Um, and then there's a an insulin resistant um, kind of root cause of PCOS as well. So you can um, experience many insulin resistant um, symptoms, like sort of the um, spare tire kind of weight gain around your middle, um, skin tags, uh, darkening of the skin under the arms or on your neck, and the other. What I've sort of identified is the root cause of PCOS inflammation. So you can have um, signs of inflammation like um, acne, uh, weight gain, brain fog, joint pain. Um, And acne can also be related to sort of that excess androgens. Um, And then I I recently saw a statistic that stated that 60% of women with PCOS also have some type of mood disorder like anxiety, um, depression, irritability, um, and it can also um, lead to disordered eating patterns too. So just kind of a whole laundry list of symptoms, but not every woman will experience all of the same symptoms in the same way. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I, I've always been fuzzy. I mean, let's just, you know, I mean, most of my fuzz is blonde, but once in a while, it, it can be darker. And I remember years ago, I was friends with this guy who was a hairdresser. And 
he we were talking about hair and then out of the blue he's like have you have you thought about waxing and i'm like i thought he meant the hair on my head i'm like what are you talking about like he was so forward with me and it kind of embarrassed me i remember for years being embarrassed that i had this you know fuzzy face and now i get waxed but not i'm not gonna wax my whole face you know but it just i just it, it is hard when you have something that you feel self-conscious about right and then you have if you have the anxiety or if you had the depression or if you have the waking and the acne it can be really tough andrew what was it like for you what were your symptoms Oh, definitely a lot of the same, which was interesting. I didn't realize about the anxiety that it's tied into PCOS. So I had oh, definitely the hair on my face, under my chin. But that also runs in our family. It's genetic. But um, yeah, I had, I didn't have the, you know, P P women with PCOS tend to also be a little bit um, overweight, which I didn't have that, but I definitely had the insulin resistance, you know, I had a lot of the symptoms and the biggest one was just, you know, not being able to get pregnant because you have so many follicles when you have PCOS, right? So it's hard to know which ones can actually, um, I guess it's hard to get pregnant, right? And I guess you can explain this a little bit better, but in terms of the pregnancy aspect, perhaps you can jump into that and explain why it's hard for women who have PCOS to get pregnant. Yeah. And, and I, and I do want to state that there is a lot of hope for women. Um, and I know I was told when I was, 18, that doctors would have to jump through hoops one day to get me pregnant. And I hear from a lot of women in the work that I do um, with PCOS Diva where doctors will tell them that, you know, they'll never get pregnant. And that's really a fallacy. Most women with PCOS can get pregnant, although it may take some um, fertility intervention and um, it may take a little bit longer. In fact, women with PCOS tend to... Um, become fertile, more fertile later in life, um, and they uh, you know, have a, a larger ovarian reserve, and they tend to reach menopause later in life. So it's not uncommon for women with PCOS to have babies well into their 40s, but you're right. You're, you have this classic string of pearl kind of look to your ovaries where there's multiple undeveloped follicles um, and that is one of the, the ways that PCOS is diagnosed. Um, and I don't think I mentioned that between 50 and 70% of women with PCOS are undiagnosed. So, you know, I'm so thankful to, to come on shows like yours to talk about it and to spread awareness. Um, but having a vaginal ultrasound and seeing that sort of classic string of pearls is one of the diagnostic criteria. Um, but... 30% of women with PCOS don't have polycystic ovaries, and 20% of women that do don't have PCOS. So it's kind of confusing, and I think, um, you know, PCOS sort of has a, a name um, problem, uh, and it probably would be better suited with another name. Um, but um, the other two diagnostic criteria are uh, the elevated androgens that I mentioned before and then a regular menstrual cycle. So if you have two out of three, then you would be diagnosed with PCOS. Yeah, I definitely had that as well, the irregular menstrual cycles. You know, it's interesting, Amy. My sister is 39 and she has PCOS and got pregnant, no problem. First try, no problem, pregnant. And she try to get pregnant later in life. So that's interesting that you say that she'll be 40 when she gives birth to her first baby. So that's cool. And then the other thing too is um, I needed very little intervention. I took a like a half a pill of Clomid to get pregnant. And then what happened is I became more fertile 
for my second baby. I didn't even think I could. And then I got pregnant with nothing, no medication. And the same for my third. And eventually I found that it, it went away for me. So is that something that's common too? Well, I mean, there is no cure for PCOS. I think um, that what you've probably done is managed it better through your lifestyle choices, your diet and exercise and stress reduction. And those are um, sort of kind of the, the key lifestyle factors that, you know, I talk about in, in my book, Healing PCOS, because um, there is so much that you can do with the choices that you make over the course of, a, you know, a day. It really leads to um, a healing of PCOS, but I, unless you continue along sort of this healing continuum, um, you know, your PCOS symptoms will probably come back in some way. Well, Amy, can you get into this 21-day plan for us a little bit, kind of the highlights? Yeah, I'd love to. So uh, I start off the book with a chapter called Thinking Like a Diva because I really believe that you have to shift your mindset. And before you can start, you know, changing the way that you eat and move in a way that's really sustainable over a course of a lifetime, you really have to change the way you think. And, um, you know, I say that you, until you can think like a PCOS diva, you can't live like a PCOS diva. And, the work that I've done with women and with myself, I find that so many women with PCOS are sort of in this place of, of lack. Um, they, you know, and I think that as you're hearing about the symptoms of PCOS, you know, it sort of um, affects our sense of femininity. Of, you know, you're, you're losing hair and growing hair and, you know, having trouble getting pregnant. And I think it leads to this place of, kind of feeling like you're you're not enough. And I think so many women are sort of caught in this victim mentality. So I I really want women to know that it's not necessarily their fault that they have PCOS, but if they continue to think and act like a victim, it, it you know, that is their fault. So I really want to empower women women by realizing that your body is not betraying you. It's calling for your help. And I really encourage women to stop fighting with their body um, and instead sort of work in partnership and realize that your body is just sending you signals um, that, you know, you need to bring it back into balance. And I want you to start responding in a loving and nurturing way. So when you stop approaching your diet and the way that you eat from this place of lack or what I sort of call diet deprivation and denial and... Shift to more of abundant way of looking um, at your diet and looking at really nourishing and nurturing yourself with nutrient rich food and and moving your body that in ways that feel good. It really makes um, a huge impact in the way that you feel. So my book is really driven by that idea of thinking like a diva. So this, in the twenty one day protocol, I give you sort of a whole, um, what, what your day would look like in terms of um, the activities that you would do, the, the positive affirmations that I'd want you to say to yourself, and the food that you would eat. I give, there's 85 recipes in the book, and I give you a daily meal plan, and I even give you awesome. prep um, tips for each day. And then I, we, we explore you know, exercise and movement and meditation and I, I um, teach you something about 
how you can heal your body with PCOS every day of the 21-day plan. So it um, really becomes kind of like a workbook. You sort of work through exercises um, in each of those days while you're doing the diet and exercise. It's, it's really a holistic um, protocol. You know, it's really impressive. And I love what you talked about in terms of working with your body. You know, I have a lot of food sensitivities and I often get mad at my body and like, why is it like this? Why can't I just have a damn corn chip without, you know, getting tired? Or yesterday I ate some peanut butter and uh, I literally like I went, I was like on the floor. I fell asleep. My daughter's like, mommy, are you okay? (laughs) Like, I literally get so tired from certain foods. Yeah, it's crazy. But I eat them anyway, because sometimes I'm just like, darn it, I want that. But then I know that, you know, I got to plan better and I have to have things in the house that are available and that I can eat. And I was looking through your your, uh, menus and your recipes. They're super impressive. I can't wait to make a bunch of them. I mean, they look really delicious. Did you work with a chef on these? No, you know, that that's really how I started out with PCOS Diva is I had meal plans for women with PCOS. I've Gosh, over the That's years right. now, I've created that. probably over 500 recipes. I have seasonal meal plans. Wow. Um, That's fantastic. And it's just, I think it's like one of my core competencies. Like I'm able to take, <laughs> you know, healthy food and make it taste good and family friendly because I have three kids, two really uh, tall teenage boys that eat a ton of food and, um, <laughs> you know, they're not they're not picky because they've been eating like divas since they were... I don't know, in sex, so. Oh, my gosh. Well, I think it's fantastic. You know, I was looking, too, at you have uh, six ways you can practice self-care. I'm big on self-care. And uh, you've got plan the menu, get moving, reduce stress, sleep, find a creative outlet, and indulge. You know, we've heard, I, I like this because these are things that we've heard before. Uh, that are so helpful for so many different issues. And I love to find a creative outlet. What do you like to do? And what do you encourage the women you work with to do? Well, so it's interesting about that, finding a creative outlet. And it's something that I experienced when I was doing one-on-one coaching, that women, um, when they're really suffering with PCOS, they've lost touch with their sense of creativity. And I find Mm, getting in the kitchen and experimenting with food is really a creative process for me. I love to write. I write lots of blog articles. And, uh, you know, of course, I just finished writing this book. Um, So I... And, you know, I just sometimes I just like to color. My my daughter and I have lots of coloring, like those adult sort of coloring books. And I love that, too. Really nice colored pencils. And I just think that sometimes you just sort of, it becomes a meditation and you can kind of re- get lost in, in coloring. And I, I find that that can be a creative outlet as well. But um, so I do think that there is sort of like a metaphysical <laughs> um, aspect to a cre- you know, finding your creative passion and healing PCOS. And I really encourage you, whether it's, you know, scrapbooking or dancing or um, even going to one of those painting nights can be really um, therapeutic. Oh, fun. Um, I know we have one in my, my town and, and my whole family really enjoys going. But uh, yeah, I, I really encourage people to find a creative outlet and, and then just see what happens. Now, what have you seen with women who've put your plan into action? I'm assuming you've gotten some pretty cool results. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been doing this work now for almost 10 years, and I have loads of testimonials on my site. But I think the the overarching theme is that women really begin to understand how important it is to take 
extreme self-care and the benefit it is to everyone around them. So there, there's actually, I posted um, in the book a, a quote from um, one of my former clients, Emily, and she says that if one of her children or her husband had PCOS, she would have been doing this program long ago. You know, she would have been researching to find out what was good for them. They'd be doing, she'd be doing everything to help them live their best lives. But why wasn't she willing to do that for me? She said that she thought it was uh, being selfish to take care of herself, but now she knows that the opposite is true. And she was being selfish by not taking care of herself. I, I, I find that um, one of the biggest gifts that I can give to one of my clients, or hopefully a woman reading this book, is to realize that she's worth it and she's worth taking mm-hmm. tender loving care of herself. And I think oh, that's, that's so one nice. of the biggest breakthroughs that, that I have with women that um, follow my program. Oh, that's wonderful. You know, I love in the book, you have a diva do. Take 10 minutes today to sit down and write yourself a letter of encouragement. Think about all you've accomplished over the last 20 days. Be your own cheerleader and revel in your successes. Again, that kind of goes back to what you were saying, that if it was somebody else in the family or a friend, you'd be doing everything under the sun to help them and to research. But then when it comes to you, you're like, eh, that seems kind of selfish. No, it's not at all. And and to write yourself a letter and to congratulate yourself and to give yourself those props. Right, Andrea? I think it's so important. No, 100% I do. And, you know, I just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor for today, Lily sure. of the Desert, because without our sponsor, we couldn't allow, you know, Amy, we couldn't share this information that we do on Naturally Savvy Radio. So huge uh, congratulations to huge shout out to our sponsor, Lily of the Desert, who has made it all possible for us. So thank you, Lily of the Desert, for making amazing aloe vera products. You can learn more at lilyofthedesert.com. And uh, so, Amy, if people want to find out about you, where could they learn more about you? Can you share your social media, your website, all the information that people can connect with you on? Sure. So you can find me at my site, PCOSDiva.com. And I'm all over social media, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter. And um, it's just hashtag PCOSDiva for for all of those social accounts. Um, And also I have a site for my book. It's healingpcos.com. And I have lots of uh, book bonuses that you can go to. I have a beautiful companion workbook that goes along with the book and access to a Facebook group. We're going to be going through the Healing PC 21 Day Plan together. And there's already about 600 women in there like ready to go. And I'm, I'm just super excited about that. So I encourage you to check out those book bonuses. Oh, that's awesome. And before we let you go today, I'm just curious, have you thought of doing just a regular healthy cookbook? Because I'm looking at all these recipes and I'm like, I don't have PCOS, but I want to eat everything. <laughs> this is really good stuff. Oh, gosh. Well, you know what? Fingers crossed that this that healing PCOS goes well, because I would love to, to write a follow up cookbook. Um, that's, that's definitely one of my goals. Thanks for saying that. Oh, sure, Amy. I think it's great what you're doing. It's so important to encourage women to take care of themselves. I mean, that's what we do here on Naturally Savvy. Absolutely, we do. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Amy. I'm Andrew Donsky, along with Lisa Davis, and you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. Like us on all social media at Naturally Savvy, at Andrea Donsky, at Radio MD, and at Health Media Gal One. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay well.